EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. It's Friday the 18th of February. Hello, let's see what's been happening this week in the EV industry. Firstly, Zip Charge has announced that its portable electric vehicle charger, the Zip Charge Go, is expected to be available to fleets in 2023. The portable charger is now advancing a validation prototype stage with designs released for manufacturers and hardware testing well underway. The Go says Zip Charge removes a common barrier to EV ownership by bringing the possibility of home charging to anyone who cannot currently plug in at their house. In the UK alone, 8.5 million or 40% of car owning households are without designated or off street parking, says ZipCharge. So they're very excited to bring this option to the public. On a less lighter note, the UK car industry has called for a watchdog to oversee electric car charging prices and the availability of charge points. The growth in electric vehicle sales is outstripping the rollout of charging points. The Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders have been looking into this. Now, as recently argued, the rollout has been going faster in the south of England than in the north. Now, between 2011 and 2021, the number of charge points in the UK jumped from about 1,500 to more than 48,000, according to industry figures. Now, between 2019 and 2021, the number of electric cars on the road increased much faster than charge points were being rolled out. The SMMT called on the government to set up a new regulator called Off Charge, the Office of Charging, to monitor the market and we do believe it is needed. So picking it back up now and going a little more light-hearted, let's talk about the top five EV buzzwords. Number five is regenerative braking or regen. If you're an EV driver, you will absolutely know this word and no doubt use it. Now, when you want to brake in a combustion car, for people who don't know, you would ease off the accelerator and press the brake pedal, wouldn't you? Obviously, friction brakes clamp down on your brake disc and that's how your car slows down. But in an EV, it's very different. When you actually ease off the accelerator, you can harness the energy of a moving car to create electricity and charge up the battery. I know, how cool is that? A lot of EV drivers would claim they've mastered the art of this as well, I think. Now, it's great environmentally because the energy you harness would have been wasted. And you can also cut down on any nasty particles released by friction brakes. So yeah, it's a good one, Regen. The second one we've got is the word range. Now, everybody loves to talk about range anytime an EV is mentioned and the discussions can get quite heated, to be fair. Now, range is an odd one, really. Unless you are an EV driver, it's very difficult to discuss and it's hard even for the manufacturers to fully work out the range of an EV. Now, what we need really is a realistic expectation around range and the use of its word. It's really only after driving an EV over a full 12 month season and going through all cycles that you will kind of understand after a few thousand miles what you can fully get from the vehicle and what its range really is and then you can form a proper understanding of the concept Um, but it is a word that's used often and if you're an EV driver you will absolutely use that number three coming in is the word charging curves so this is you know talking from range this basically leads on to charging curves so if you plug in at any charging station say five percent and the battery is preconditioned you may well hit 200 kilowatts but quickly enough 
it's going to start to drop off. So 190 to 180 kilowatt and so on. So by the time you get above 90% battery, the car will have slowed right down to about 20 or 30 kilowatts and will fall to a simple trickle as it fills up really. It's about knowing and understanding your battery. Now this comes to the fore when you see people sitting on rapid charges at about 95%, which is a massive grievance for EV drivers who do understand the charging curves. Um, but what you need to remember is it could just be that they don't understand the charging curve of their vehicle yet. You know, a lot of EV drivers are new to the game. And in general, what you need to remember is once you hit 80%, plug out and move on pretty much those are the rules but yeah charging curve is another word that no doubt you use okay number two ice ice baby now this stands for internal combustion engines and basically it's a term that we all throw around in the ev world when we're talking about cars that run on only fossil fuels so that's pure petrol or pure diesel now on to number one it is of course kilowatts and kilowatt hours because it's the one that we hear people mixing up the most, basically. Now, a kilowatt is a measurement of power and a kilowatt hours is a measurement of energy. Two quite different things, although they do sound almost identical. Now, KW, we're generally talking about either the power the car has or how fast it charges. We also measure how fast our EVs are charging in KW, but KWH in the EV world, we're really talking about the size of the battery that the car has. So hopefully we've cleared that up. And as I say, the top five EV buzzwords now given and explained. And like I say, I'm sure a lot of EV drivers use those words on the regs. In other news, FlexGen Power Systems has launched an electric vehicle charging solution, combining its energy management system platform and battery energy storage. The North Carolina-based energy storage systems integrator firm has announced the launch of the plug-and-play FlexGen electric vehicle charging services. Now, it utilizes its hybrid OS 9.3 EMS platform and a containerized energy storage system to optimize energy consumption for the charging network operator. And the platform integrates with on-site energy resources as well. Benefits include reducing peak demand to avoid charge rates from utilities by optimizing usage. It also allows the user to participate in regional power markets to get the best value for their energy. FlexGen also claims to have expanded the EMS microgrid capabilities to allow it to continue supplying charging power regardless of what is happening on the power grid, like an outage. It's a very good concept and no doubt it will be very well received. Talk about in demand. Lunas has sold out of EV rest mods for two years. Now, battery conversions have been sacrilege, but unfortunately, Lunas just can't build them quick enough. The Silverstone-based British electrifiers have said that for all of 2022 and all of 2023, if it is you want a Lunas on the end of your home charging station, it's not going to arrive until 2024 at the earliest. Lunas says even with doubling production from 55 cars a year in 2020 to 110 per year now and employing over 120 members of staff, orders are stacking up faster than they can revive the tired old Bentleys, Jags, Aston Martins, Range Rovers and even Rolls Royces. 
Here's one for you. Ultra-fast EV charging is actually cheaper than slower versions. Electric vehicle charging speeds that deliver about 20 miles of range per minute of charging at public roadside stations is becoming the expectation among drivers and car makers. It's also cheaper than the slower options. The bottom line is basically, at 350 kilowatts, you're serving a lot more customers in a given day, and at scale, you can deploy far fewer of those stations than you would of 150 kilowatts. Now, this is a statement said by Nick Nigro, founder of Atlas Public Policy. Land Rover specialist Twisted has revealed an electric version of the classic Defender, fitted with a bespoke modular powertrain built from the ground up. The Twisted EV is priced from £225,000. The firm, based in Thrisk, Yorkshire, has designed its powertrain to suit the Defender 90, 110 and the 130 variants. The batteries are fitted under the bonnet and between the chassis rails, and they're in high demand, as I'm sure you'd expect. Also announced this week, Mercedes-Benz is releasing an EV charger that has more smart features than your average wall box. Their charger comes with a handful of features, including allowing owners to control and monitor their EV charging process from anywhere. Aside from its luxurious exterior, and it does look very good, it also offers future-proofing, added security measures, and a matching hefty price tag. They reckon it's going to come in around the £1,000-£1,124 mark. Now, it's meant to accompany its growing fleet of EVs, but it can also charge other EVs. EV makes and models conveniently. You can also operate this remotely using the Mercedes Me app, which allows charge monitoring and much more. The whole thing is expected to be delivered in time for April, and the releases are then going to continue around the world and flow into other countries. UK electric vehicle battery startup British Vault has secured a £40 million investment from mining company Glencore as part of a wider funding round targeting a £200 million close. The West Midlands headquarter company will use the fund to develop its battery manufacturing facility, which the company claims will be able to produce enough battery cells for 300,000 electric car batteries per year. Now, is there some psychology behind placing EV chargers along the roads less travelled? Just seeing a map of charging stations in rural areas surely can help with range anxiety and help get more EVs on the streets. While in America, the federal government last week told the state and local governments to use £5 billion from the infrastructure bill to place EV charging stations roughly every 50 miles along designated stretches of national highways. The stations don't have to be on the side of the road, but must be within a mile. That's despite the fact that the average American drives less than 35 miles a day, that was even before the pandemic, and that the vast majority of today's EV owners charge at home. The charges are a critical part of Biden's administration's plan to build 500,000 public fast charging stations over the next eight years to support what it hopes will be a flood of electric vehicle uptake. It's an interesting concept. What do you think of it? And finally, despite its many troubled years, the DeLorean has left its mark in the automotive history and it's even turned into a 
And finally, despite its many troubled years, the DeLorean has left its mark undeniably in the automotive history, and it's now joining the... And finally, despite its many troubled years, the DeLorean has left its mark in automotive history, and it's even turned into a pop culture icon, of course, because of its feature in the film Back to the Future. Now it's going to be resurrected to claim its place in the world of EVs. How exciting is this? It's going to be called the DeLorean Evolved but with the E and the V in caps locks. Very clever, cool name as we expected. It's also going to be a luxury EV. We're going to see it this year, which is very exciting. It's actually starting to be built now in Texas in the new global headquarters. And the gullwing doors are staying. I think that is brilliant. What a fantastic story to end on. So that's all from me. I'll be back with you next Friday with another EV roundup from EV Comply. Remember, if you wish to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website. That's ev-comply.com. And as ever, from everybody here, you have a fantastic weekend. Thank <laughs> you.